the best innovation comes from people that don't know the business. Hey everyone, before we get into today's episode, just a reminder that you can become even more future fit by visiting the Booyah website to learn more about future fit masterclasses aimed at building better customer experiences. You can also read my Future Fit Yourself column at bizcommunity.com as well as check out our Future Fit networking events. All the links appear in the episode notes. And now, on with today's show. Are you seeking to broaden your horizons, to stay relevant and become future fit? Do you want to fuel your creativity and inspire innovation? Or are you simply looking to put the kapow back into your business? Then look no further. Join Carmen Murray, entrepreneur, innovator, and tech fundi with her big personality and presentation style as she interviews celebrities, alchemists, newsmakers, and business experts to discover the stories behind their success. The Carmen Murray Show will open your mind and help you turn knowledge into magic. Let knowledge be your superpower. And now, from Solid Gold Studios, here's your host, Carmen Murray. You have joined in to the Carmen Murray Show, and we have another Trend Fit episode brought to you by Flux Trends. So, we have Dion Chang in the room today. Welcome back, Dion. How are you? Hello, Carmen. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. So good to have you. Recently, you went to Silicon Valley, am I not right? Yes, I was in Palo Alto and attended uh, something by an organization called the Conference Board. So basically, they bring together business leaders, basically American companies. It's a nonprofit, but they look at different problems that businesses are having. This one specifically is very close to my heart, was about how to scale innovation. Every single company is trying to innovate. It's kind of the lifeblood of what you need to do, but so many get it wrong. So this is off the back of another tour I did in 2016. I, I did an innovation tour of the top 50 performing companies in New York. And what I came away from that trip and with this trip, it was just a sort of a confirmation that companies can't innovate or they look at innovation as generally a technological thing. We disrupted, we need to do this, we need to implement new tech. But basically, innovation for me is actually embracing different business models. It's not about embracing different technologies, it's about embracing a completely different business models. And if you look, the one thing I did was quite cheeky because I went up to the program director in Palo Alto and I said, um, lovely, I did learn a lot. I said, but take it from whence it comes. Uh, you know, I'm from a different continent. I have a different worldview. I track stuff that's happening in the Middle East, the tech happening there, what's happening in China. You know, they're basically whipping you guys in Silicon Valley with the speed of what they do. And I said, what I've noticed here, and, and I think this is a recurring thing, is I said, it feels to me like you're trying to get toothpaste back in the tube. You're mm. talking about 21st century technologies, new innovations, everything, but you're trying to squeeze it into an old 20th century corporate business model. And time and time again, it happens. And even so, to soften the blow, because I was being cheeky, so I said, you know, uh, some of your speakers said, you know, you, you've got to have a speak up culture, so I'm speaking up. Some of your speakers were saying there's a, always a mismatch between the different business models. because they, they talked a lot about acquiring startups, being in Silicon Valley, 
how do big corporations kind of incorporate or they, they onboard these smaller companies. And they said there's always a culture and a business model disconnect. And that always happens over and over and over again. And just over the past couple of years, when I've been looking at this, it is about the silos. It is about the hierarchies. The old way of running a corporate or running a business is just not working. You know, and we've just seen this huge wave of purpose-driven business coming through. I read a very interesting article. There's a new thing happening globally. It's called a B Corporation listing. So basically, you join in to be listed there. You get a certification. And what that certification does is it monitors your social and environmental impact. And they can come and test you at any time. So there's already 2,600 companies that have joined that. So the big names that have recently joined is Danone, USA, and some subsidiaries of Unilever. So companies like Patagonia, Gap, Ben & Jerry's, they've all joined there. And they're saying, this is kind of what we, we need to do in terms of the business. But old model of doing business is just kind of not really, really getting any traction. And that was the whole thing about attending this masterclass. It was really, really interesting. Sounds very interesting, and you should actually share with us if anybody would like to go for this type of... So the message Google and the organization is called the Conference Board, and it is obviously very, very American-focused, but it is kind of a C-suite organization, and they, they look at that, and so they've got different ones. There's one coming up in New York about diversity and inclusivity, which uh, we also sort of speaking a lot about at Flux, but it's just about what the problems and challenges these big businesses or the CEOs have with that. The interesting thing that you just mentioned now is about this whole idea of disrupting the business model because we have these old business models. As Harman Singh, who was on our show a while ago, he was referring to this whole thing that we start up businesses, then we employ people, we then show them how to do it, and then we build SOP manuals, and then they have to do it exactly as we tell them, and if they don't, they get disciplined. So these businesses are not set up for change. And what's happening is that we are told to innovate. So you go into a business and everybody said, you have to innovate this year. You have to come up with something disruptive. But those people are there for a specific task because they have been given a, a specific job function to do that. They don't know necessarily how to innovate. So what's your views on that? You can simplify it a lot. So one of the examples they gave us, and this turns it on its head. So there's, there's two things. So the one thing was, they gave an example, I'm not sure if it happens now because Amazon's grown hugely, but they said <laughs> it was a thing in Amazon that if they did a, underwent a project and it went pear-shaped, they would disband the team quickly, but the management would ask the team, how did we fail you? So it was a complete reversal of ecosystems, hierarchical structures, all of that kind of thing. And over and over again, I've just you know seen so many case studies where they say, don't do it from the top down, rather let your teams or whatever you need to, to do that innovation become closer to the customer. So they gave one case study of they were trying to find innovation in a large hospital network. So obviously they went to the doctors, all of those kind of things, the operational ways of things, but they said the biggest insights they got were unsurprisingly from the nurses mm -hmm. to say, well, this is how it works. But they said the most surprising innovation came from the security guards who sat and just watched the comings and goings and how things to do that. So the security guards of the hospital were the ones that actually had the gold for the innovation. It wasn't you know, some uh, executives. And, and what really irks me a lot is when ex-goes or executives go off 
into a luxury bush <laughs> retreat for five days, and they come out with one mission statement, and they say, well, this is our mission statement, and they go forth and innovate, and because we've said this from the top, this is what you have to happen. And you see over and over again that when we speak to different companies, because we speak to all the levels, when you speak to the Exco and senior management, there's kind of everyone's on page, and then when you go below that middle management and to the whole workforce, there's a complete, complete disconnect. Mm -hmm. So an interesting thing that, you know, that, that came out of it, they said, you know, you're always talking, especially if you're a consumer-based company, listen to your customer, get that customer experience. But then the one thing that turned around its head was, but you don't see your own departments, if you still have departments, as your customers. Yeah. So, you know, your sales division is a customer of the marketing division, so you guys should be respecting each other and looking at that. You know, so there's a whole lot of internal stuff that I learned and how to unpack that. But over and over again, it was we're getting into this driverless car, and it really is happening this year, two cities yeah. in Helsinki as well as in Phoenix, Arizona. It's a reality. But in a corporate sense, we're still trying to get into that driverless car and use an old stick shift manual and then say, let's try and operate that there. And, and that's just the overwhelming thing I got this. So, yes, a lot of interesting things that I gleaned, but what was came over and over again was we're still trying to figure it out for an old, old system. Yeah, that's just not going to work. Yeah, models. That just doesn't work anymore. And, I mean, the, one of the big things is I really think that innovation interventions need to happen. One of the things that I preach to my clients all the time is that once you work for a company, you no longer represent the customer. And as fact is, is when you drink the Kool-Aid and there's this political correctness that you need to abide by all the time is sometimes even when you do these safaris by you going out to try and see what the customer wants, what really happens is that you're still drinking your own Kool-Aid and sometimes doing it from a, a perspective where you're not independent, you don't always see where the problems lie because you're always defending yourself. Well, it's exactly that because they were saying, you know, the best innovation comes from people that don't know the business. Mm -hmm. So you don't have the institutional baggage. You want institutional knowledge, but you don't want institutional baggage. And the people that, that have the freshest insights aren't encumbered by those rules, which is why they're trying to keep buying these startup companies, but then trying to squeeze it back into a system that just, that's not going to work. Mm. Dion, thank you so much for another Train Fit episode brought to you by Flux Trains. We are super excited um, to hear what you're going to bring us next and what's on the horizon. How can people get hold of you? Just go to our website, www.fluxtrends.com, and um, you'll see just a, a very broad range of the services and, and stuff that we do. So you've heard from Kuma and from Bronwyn in the series. We each have our areas of speciality. There's a, a lot of overlap, but just as we've been discussing today, my kind of focus is really working with executors and specifically about organizational structures and how to get that innovation going. Fantastic. Well, we're looking forward to getting trained fit with Flux Trends. Thank you so much. To our amazing audience spread far and wide across the globe, thank you so much for your support. Please do us a favor and take a moment to review and rate your favorite episodes, which will help others to find us. You can reach out to our guests by following the links in the episode show notes. You've been listening to The Carmen Murray Show, another solid gold podcast. For show notes and more episodes, visit solidgoldstudios.co.za slash Carmen Murray.